Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Oh, happy new year, first and foremost, and it's Tuesday, and you know what that means, it's time for another action-packed edition of your favorite sports podcast, the Sports Bros Podcast, and in case you haven't been paying attention, you can find us on iHeartRadio, yeah, big deal, and Amazon Music, really, so, yeah, so those of you that got Amazon, you can find the Sports Wolves podcast. If you don't want to watch these football games on Amazon Prime, I do not blame you because they have been booters. But come listen to the Sports Wolves podcast on um on iHeart Radio and Apple Music. Welcome back, everybody. The holidays was fine, dandy, we're alive. Well, we survived Christmas, we survived New Year's, and whatever this funky strain of the flu is going on, please, y'all, take care of yourself because we don't want no parts of that. But enough of my incoherent rambling. I'm here to introduce for the first time in 2024 two of the best calls in the world. Introducing first, he is the man down there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at the Share Studios, the Almighty Be Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today, 2024? We coming in hot. Oh my goodness. Ah. We got 366 days of this year that the Sports Bros Podcast is going to take the sports and podcasting world to even greater heights. And Scotty D is going to bring in more jokes to bring to the lowest of lows because that's just how he does things. But um, you know what? You go, go ahead and introduce him. You got to bring him into the show somehow and listen to whatever he's got to say. I mean, I guess it's 231 episodes, I guess. Uh, might as well just keep going with it. Yeah, you, uh, and you did start to mess in the group chat. Happy New Year to everybody except for Scotty D. I was like, wow. <laughs> this this is what we're doing. No, 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 no. I didn't say except for Scotty D. I said for his shenanigans. Oh, okay. I've been misreading stuff. Don't mind me. I, I, I probably need glasses. But anyways. Yes, my words were, Happy New Year to the best brothers anyone could ever have. Besides Scott, like, I mean, because he's not the best brother anybody could have, but I'm still wishing him Happy New Year. That's wow. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Barb incoming in three, two, one. And the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. I don't care what you say. He's still the man at the Trinity High School, and he'll be graduating. He has one more semester left, y'all. He'll be graduating. He'll be graduating scouting. Cum Laude at the <laughs> Waynesburg University. He is the money man, Scotty D. It's like every Today. time you do something, Scott, Scotty D. It's like every time you do something, I got to add it on. But anyways, go ahead, Scotty D. Today is New Year's Day under the blood red sky. And it is me, Scotty D, checking in as eligible for the first <laughs> Sports Bros podcast of 2024. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Checking in as eligible. Make sure you got Ooh. me in here and let's Ooh. do this. 
Let's go. Let's no, go. no confusion here, Scotty D. I'm the referee, and I actually paid attention, and I can't squirm my way out of this one. Well, you served up a softball, and it's time for me to knock it out the park. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. This past week in the National Football League, we've had some significant outcomes. Some, some teams are going to the playoffs. Some teams are fighting for their playoff lives. Some teams have been eliminated. But let's go ahead and hop right into the hot topic that was Scotty D's Cowboys against B-Live's second favorite team, the Detroit Lions. The two-point conversion, did you report as eligible? Can two people report as eligible? Scotty D, what in the hell is going on? Yep, the elephant in the room. There was a very, very bad call at the end of that game on Saturday night, Cowboys against the Lions. Such a bad call that went against the Cowboys that nearly cost them the game. And I'm angry as a Cowboy fan of having such a bad call go against the Cowboys. They were lucky to get out of that one with the win. Two minutes and some change. The Cowboys picked the ball off, ready to run the clock out. And what happens? A tripping call. A tripping call gives the Cowboys a 15-yard penalty that should have never been called. The Cowboys shoemaker, the tight end, is engaged with Hutchinson, who sticks his leg out to trip Tony Pollard, and they call it the wrong way. 15 yards go back the other way. The Cowboys now have a first and 25 instead of a first and 10 from the from the 12-yard line. Lions never should have got the ball back. So there you have it. Everyone's crying about the bad call, and there it was. Circled that one. Circled that one against the Cowboys. Now, Mike McCarthy did try to make it interesting upon that scenario by having Dak Prescott throw a bomb out of bounds on second and 14. A play call that I will never understand. And why Dak did it again, I don't understand. And the Cowboys settled for the field goal. And then we saw what happened. The Lions get the ball, come right down the field. Dan Quinn, the brilliant mastermind of the defense, plays triple prevent, meaning everybody drop back basically to the goal line and let Detroit just welcome them on down the field. And the Lions scored. And you know what? That was a terrible situation that happened to the Lions. And all joking aside, that can't happen. It was human error. The official thought that the other guy was reporting in because he had done so multiple times through the game and he came in. And if I'm the Lions, I'm furious if I'm a Lions fan that that happened because they did rightfully convert that two-point conversion. Now, the game was not over. There were still 23 seconds to go. And if you heard Troy Aikman earlier in the game, he said he had talked to the Cowboys kicker, Aubrey, and asked him if he could make a 70-yarder, and he, without hesitating, said yes. So two timeouts, there's a possibility the Cowboys could have picked up 25 yards and gotten to the start and had a shot. I mean, if you're the Lions, you still would rather take your chances with that than what happened. But... Once that penalty was assessed, uh, this is a point that I think Dan Campbell needs to coach with his head, not his heart, because he should have taken the extra point. And then he got a break because Micah Parsons jumped off sides and gave them yet another shot, and he still opted to go for the two, and it came up short. This after earlier in the first half, him passing a fourth and five and passing another three points on the board. So the Lions, yeah, yeah, you have a case because that 
that definitely could have decided the game in your favor. But there were other multiple factors leaving, leading up to that. And I credit Jared Goff for saying the same thing after the game. And as a Cowboys fan, I can tell you, I went to bed that night not relieved and not happy, but feeling just kind of like lucky to have that one. That one was very unfulfilling. But nonetheless, I was fulfilled the next day when the Philadelphia Eagles dropped the game to the Arizona Cardinals. And now the Cowboys in position to win the final game of the season and get the number two seed. Be live. Tell me what's on your mind in this game. All right, let's start off with um, a couple things real quick. Analytics will be the death of professional football. Kick field goals when you have them. Yep, take Stop the points. Take the points because we really, we would never got to this point. But here's the thing. Tripping call, yes, that was a bad call. But you know the elephant in the room at the end of the day. Have you you've heard of the acronym assume, right? Yep. Yeah. But you make an ass out of you and me. Here's here's a couple things. Like, first of all, declaring number 70 as eligible before he he didn't even go to the referee to say anything. He ran he ran up as like the other two linemen were there as well, but he, he didn't even get a chance to even say or do anything. He just ran up there, which I Correct. think was part of the ploy that um Detroit was trying to pull off. At the end of the day. The referee did announce that number 70 was eligible. Yep. There was there was sound bites where he clearly said that 70 was eligible. I don't know on the hype of everything that's going on. Maybe Dan Campbell didn't hear that. But that, at that point in time, I'm calling timeout. Or, or did they already call timeout? I'm not sure. But clearly, the referees got it wrong because 70 didn't even get up get up to declare himself eligible while number 68 was there actually trying to talk to the referee. And you can see that the referee is just off in la-la land. Yeah, he's looking at 70 run towards him and ignored the two guys that were directly in front of him. And and Campbell is wrong. Two guys can report eligible. Okay. On one play. He he said that that, he said after two guys can't, but they they can. And Sewell also was doing the same thing there. He was going to be eligible on the other side. So though both of those guys were doing the right thing by declaring being eligible. So, yeah, it is. Well, at the end of the day, referee, you got to pay attention. Like, hey, there's two big, really big dudes in front of you trying <laughs> yeah. to say something to you, and you're looking clearly in the other direction. And so here's the one thing. I don't blame Dan Campbell for trying to go for two, three different times. Yes, I get, I get where you want to coach with your brain and not your heart. But Detroit had nothing to lose. If they lose this game, they're just number three seed regardless of whatever happened. They're not going to – yeah. They could have still been the number two by winning this. They could have moved up to the two spot by winning this game. Mm-hmm. So they were playing for something, obviously. But I, I think after having a penalty and you're moving yourself back, right. at that point I say, all right, it, it, let's just settle this situation down. Let's Let's take the point, tie this thing up. Take play de- play defense for 23 right. seconds, and maybe we get the ball first and and score a touchdown in overtime. And so that I I I will I will I will agree with you on that. Like I tell you, Motor City Dan Campbell is he is, he's something else. He's something oh, that else. That he is. That he is. Oh no, man. He, but he, that's I guess that's one of those where he's gonna stay true to his word. I guess is he the new riverboat or whatever? 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. And, and listen, I, I'm not knocking him as a coach because these guys are ready to run through a wall for this dude. And he's turned down or turned in in two consecutive winning seasons with a franchise that hasn't won in 30 right. years. And they're going to the playoffs. They've won their division and, and they look legitimately good. And he's doing with Jared Goff, who is basically cast aside from by the Rams as we don't even want this guy around anymore. And and they're winning games and they and they look good. I just think that some he is so emotional sometimes. He's such a, you, you know, a, a, an involved guy that sometimes you need to just maybe say, all right, let's take a step back here. Let me take this point and let's get to overtime and win this. Yeah, you're right about that. Sometimes, just like you said, be like analysts is going to be the death of sports in general. Um, sometimes when you have it, it's, it's like. How can I say this? You go to Costco, you go to Sam's, you go to Trader Joe's, and they have samples. Just take the free sample. <laughs> That's all you got to do. And that extra point is a free sample. Unless you're the Browns, who has issues having kickers, but they fixed that. It's a free sample. Take that free sample and take that extra point and go the hell on. Three times you try to go for two? No, mm, I mean, you you know the success rate of that. That's That's very, very risky. And you just and like, the field goal in the first half. I mean, the same thing. And that was like a fourth and five. That wasn't a fourth and inches that they 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 passed up. And it was early in the game, and maybe later in the game, I would. You know, it's almost like you guys probably feel the same way. I feel like there was a time where we wanted guys, we wanted coaches to go for it more. Mm -hmm. They always settled for the field goal, and now I feel like it's going to the complete opposite extreme. It's like you don't have to do all one time. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have to completely change. And say we're never going for the field goal again because Miami on on Christmas Eve did the same thing against the Cowboys. They went for it on fourth and five early in the game, and they also didn't get it. So if you're a Cowboys defense, you're like, well, good. Don't score on us. Keep giving us a chance to shut you down and get our offense back out here. I I just like just take the like I I don't understand. Here's one thing I just don't understand. Yes, NBA, three points is better than two points. NFL, six points is better than three points. Yes, we understand that. But at the end of the day, zero points is always going to be less. <laughs> yes, yes two, it is. Three is always going to be less. Take the point. Wide open lane. Take the layup. Take the – come on, bro. It's ridiculous. Like – the, a lot of games would be decided differently if you just take the points. With with 12 minutes left in the first quarter, you're going to go for it on fourth and five just because you're within the five-yard line and you type in a couple of numbers in, in your little iPad and the iPad. Oh, I'm sorry, not iPad. Microsoft Surface. I forgot. That's who. <laughs> that's who they freaking do. You better get it right or somebody might get mad. Hey, you didn't call it the right thing. The tablet, I, damn it. The damn I, tablet. I, IBM Watson AI. Just stop. Use common sense. Why? Oh God! Just, just like, just like you said, take the points. And like I said, when you go to Costco, and they have those nice multi-grain Tostitos chips with the dip on it, <laughs> it is much easier to get that chip as a recently or something. <laughs> I, I, actually, actually, I went to uh, I went to Trader Joe's and got some banana chips, full nominal. But like I'm saying, it's more it's more easier to get. That Tostitos chip that's right there in front of you, 
distraction-free, not going to pose any kind of challenge or anything, as opposed to you going way over there somewhere and got to get the guy with the with the big with the big jack or whatever to go get the chips. Just give me the chip right there in front of my face. That's all. That's all. Fellas, uh, I'm I'm not hungry. I'm just trying to <laughs> put the analogy together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I just say, hey, Costco, <laughs> hey, pay us a little something, something. You know, so we'll advertise you all the time. <laughs> Costco's Trader Joe. I don't, I don't, I don't all know. Of, all of them. Those tortitos. <laughs> we, 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 we we all of them. We, we don't, we don't, we don't march your name up. So, I mean, you, you know what needs to happen. And so we did talk about the Dolphins briefly. Speaking of the Dolphins, they were the latest victims of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they took some points. Yep. <laughs> A bunch about, of them. About 56. Is it 56? 53? What's it? 56. Yeah, 56 points. So the Ravens have been on a six-game tear, and they've beaten – and um, some of these wins, they got them on the road. They're impressive. They beat the Rave, uh, They beat the 49ers 33-19 to on the road on uh, Christmas Day. Then they beat the Jaguars week 15, 23-7 on the road, and then at home – they drop a 50-burger, 56-19 um, against the Dolphins. I knew the Ravens were good, but, fellas, I did not see this coming. How far can the Ravens go, B-Live? They can go all the way. Like, this, no doubt in my mind that the Ravens, you don't want to see them right now. Mm -mm. They're clicking on all cylinders. Um, it It's... I blinked and they scored two more times. I'm like, wait a wait a minute. They they're showing that they can score on anybody. They're also showing that they can stop anybody from scoring. I mean, everybody had already crowned the 49ers. The 49ers is the most complete team in the NFL. And the Ravens like, um, not only did you not only did they have them as five and a half point underdogs to the 49ers. Which was just ridiculous for them having the same record. I like you give at least like just give them the two and a half points for the 49ers being at home. That's about it. But five and a half point underdogs, y'all got the same record. Oh, uh, Lamar Jackson said, Hold my beer. Because mm. you know what? Let me let me show they were comparing Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy and the MVP conversation. No, not taking away anything from Brock Purdy. But come on, bro. Come on. I mean, Brock Purdy statistically has had a great season. But this is Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. You can put a few quarterbacks in the San Francisco 49ers system and they would do they would do decent. Brock Purdy's done better. But Lamar Jackson's like, um, I'm the MVP. Let me show you how it's done. I've done it before. I'm gonna show you how I do it again. And to all of the general managers that did not want to touch Lamar Jackson during this offseason mm. and pay him his money, he mm. said, you know what? This dude has got the biggest chip on his shoulders. Like, okay, I'm going to show y'all why I'm worth the money that I'm being paid. Here you go. And, man, now, here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the big issue. Here's the big issue. This is the elephant in the room. Lamar Jackson has done this before. He led this Baltimore Ravens team into playoff after playoff after playoff after playoff after playoff. Now, can you get the job done in the playoffs? 
The jury is still out. This is the time. This is the moment. Lamar Jackson, show us who you are in the postseason because that's where the money really is. We, we see it clear as day in the regular season, but everybody knows. When you get into January football, it's a whole different beast. I've... I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ravens Bills AFC Championship. I I wouldn't want to face the Bills right now either. That's why I have in the AFC Championship right now. Scotty D, what what you think? What you got going on over there in your brain? Well, as impressive as the Ravens were this past week, because I, I I felt like I was watching. <laughs> Forgive me. An SEC ACC bowl game. Oh, don't! When I was watching that game, (laughs) I felt like I was watching that that Sunday. And as impressive as that was, it was more impressive the week before when they went out to San Francisco and just kind of owned them out there. And you know, Lamar Jackson, he looks, he just, he looks very confident because he, I didn't really consider him to be one of the top two or three in the MVP race. I considered him like down at four and five, and his numbers suggested suggested that's where he should be but the guys that you thought were one and two he beat them he 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 beat McCaffrey and and Brock Purdy on their house on their in their house and then he beat Tua who was also in that conversation pretty handily this past this past Sunday so you know I think even without the staggering numbers the fact that he's led that team the way he has, I, I, I'd vote for him for MVP. I, I think he's got, I think he would be the choices here. If not him, then probably McCaffrey. That would be my one and two as of right now. As far as the postseason goes, I, I think you're right that this has to be the year for them. And I think they will have some success. I, I, I don't know who they're going to get slotted against, I, but having the home games, they're, you're looking right now at a, a Jacksonville team who does not look very good and Trevor Lawrence has been banged up. You're looking at a Cincinnati team that doesn't have Joe Burrow. You're looking at a Bills team who are trying to struggle their way into winning the last game of the season just to win the division. Miami is staggered. Kansas City does not look good at all. They're, if you're going to find a window to sneak in in this era of all these great AFC team quarterbacks, this is your year, Baltimore. You have to do it this year because I suspect – Joe Burrow comes back with a vengeance next year. I suspect the Kansas City Chiefs will retool and once again dominate next year. I suspect that the Bills have found a little bit of footing and they are going to, they're not going anywhere either. Jacksonville's getting better. That is a big logjam of very, very good teams and good quarterbacks in the AFC. And if Baltimore is going to find their way through that conglomeration of talent, this is your year with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Can they do it? I think they can. I, I really think they can. I think they can get to the Super Bowl. And Buffalo, I think, also is is the biggest obstacle. I think I would still probably – I don't know if I'd pick Buffalo because we still have this week to go and then to see what you know injuries, different type of things can happen. Teams get hot in the in the playoffs. I, I'm not going there quite yet, but I'd, I'd, I mean, Baltimore has to be the favorite right now. The best team in the NFL two weeks ago was San Francisco, and they went to their house and, and whooped them. Yeah. So – and I still think San Francisco is the team to beat in the NFC. I think it. I think we may have seen the Super Bowl preview in that game a couple of weeks ago. And if they play again, I don't think it'll come out the same. I think that I think 
San Francisco is good enough to rebound from that and win should they play again. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Both teams are very well coached. I love the the head coaches on both San Francisco and Baltimore. And that's why both teams are number one seeds going in because they're, they're, they're the two best teams. And I just hope and pray that should the Cowboys win this division this week, win, beat Washington, that they do not put them on Monday night football in the playoffs and make them play another short week. Because yeah. last year they played the 49ers on the second weekend of the playoffs. The 49ers had spent two days getting treatment in a hot tub before the Cowboys got onto the field. And I don't like that scenario of the Cowboys playing a short week again. So come on, Goodell. Give me a Sunday afternoon game for the Cowboys in the playoffs this year. That's 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 where I'm at. I'm done. I'm Scotty D. Amongst you said a lot. I need exhale. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I'll uh, we gonna get you a ventilator and uh, this might be this <laughs> might be a this might be a clip, bro. It's a good clip. You can't forget about the Browns now. I'm not saying that because I live here, but you can't forget about them doggone Browns, man. I am forgetting about them. I am forgetting about them because I am not trusting Joe Flacco. He will not go to Baltimore and win. He won't. I'm sorry. He is not, that would be interesting. The 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 matchups I would like to see in this postseason will be those two, and I would also like to see Buffalo and Kansas City. I think that that would be an interesting matchup, and Baltimore and Cleveland. Those are those would be give me those matchups. Give me give me those. But you really think? And I know you're surrounded by Cleveland fans, and and they're all going nuts up there right now, and they're all excited. Do think? Do you think Flacco can win in the postseason? Are we trusting him? He's looked awfully good. He really has. I mean, Flacco does have postseason experience. I know he does. He does. So that 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 will make that's what makes it real hard for me to bet against him. I mean, as long as he plays smart football and doesn't do anything dumb and be a game manager, mm. he'll be he'll, he'll be fine. But then again, like you said, if if we get that Cleveland and Baltimore matchup. Ooh, old that would be a tasty. Brown. That would be a tasty matchup. Miles Garrett on that other side, just licking his chops. And I just want to say, the last time that Joe Flacco had a top tier defense, I think he got something. He got something on on the finger. He got a little ring. I'm just saying. And Cleveland's <laughs> defense is playing lights out. They're very good. They're yeah. very good. So uh, let me just, let, let me just because I'm gonna go ahead and segue into it because we're already leaning into it. Mm. Week 18 in the National Football League has got some loaded matchups. Oh my God. I'm I'm excited because I am too. So, I'm looking forward to this, this so weekend. Many scenarios right now. Check this out. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out. The Kansas City Chiefs, I bet money they're gonna be rooting for the Buffalo Bills week 18. Because the Buffalo wins over Miami, Buffalo wins the division, and Miami drops to possibly the number six position where Kansas City would face them. Kansas City will face the number six seed. They're probably they're pretty much they're locked in the um third seed for um Kansas City. So they would go against number six. Right now, number six is Buffalo. But if Buffalo beats Miami, then I'm pretty sure they would do a swap. And Buffalo, because I think would be two. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo would be two because didn't Buffalo beat Kansas City and they would have that tiebreaker mm-hmm. advantage? Yeah, and I think they actually still have a, a less of. They may have a be ahead of them in the loss column. I'm not sure. No, they may be. Yeah, head to head though. I believe you're you're correct. So Buffalo would would move up to the two spot. 
Kansas City would be, be three. So basically, it seems like Kansas City would be playing the loser of this game Sunday night. Right. I think yeah. that's the way that works out. I think, I think that's the way it looks. I it and thing about it is is because I don't. I think Cleveland. If Cleveland wins, they're locked. They're locked in the five spot. Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah against Jacksonville. And so, I'm, well, actually, I don't know if that's said that either. Right. I think that as Jacksonville locked up that four spot, I kind of think they no, have. They have not won the division yet. No. Three way tie. It's a three way tie. Jacksonville. Okay. So and, and, and the Colts, the Colts and Texans play an elimination game, correct? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, and the Jags okay. are, Jacksonville plays Tennessee, I believe. Yes. Okay, so we're going to pencil win in for them and say they're going to win that division. They're going to have the four seed. So that that would that would be the case. Well, so it'd be Jacksonville, but, Cleveland in the first round, which would be a nice matchup. Yeah, Especially if Jacksonville got to come on the road. No, <laughs> they'd be at home. They'd be hosting. Cleveland's yeah, yeah, wild card, so they got they got to go on the road. Oh, that's right, division winner. I, you know yeah. what, ma'am? A while back, I was trying to explain this whole one through seven thing at the playoffs and how the playoffs are. I got a headache because I <laughs> forgot what was where, who was what. I only thing I know, only thing I, only thing I remember, one, both, both number one seeds, they had the house. Week one, don't worry about it. Right. Two, two through seven, everybody else was playing. It was just, it was just a whole headache, and I was like, I don't want to talk about it no more. I got aggravated. I got frustrated. Walked out of the house, went to Dairy Queen, and got a blizzard. <laughs> sat in my car, pouted, and reevaluated my life as a sports analyst. But nevertheless, thank God for the <laughs> internet. We know what the hell is going on. All right. With that being said, for us, since y'all alluded into it, since we're talking about uh, games, um, game to watch next week. I'm going to have to say the Bills and the Dolphins because all the marbles are on the line. A chance to get a better seed and a chance to cleanse to the cleanse the division. And the Bills, they got to go to Miami. And we always know, going to Miami, this time of the year, when it's warm, is not a favorable option for the cold weather teams, i.e. the New York teams and the New York teams and New England. I think we get a, a, a classic this coming Sunday. With the Bills at the Dolphins, Tua got to show, got to put them and show up. And Josh Allen, stop turning the ball over. You got to make it happen. So, um, for me, that's the game to watch next week: the Bills at the Dolphins. Scotty D. Yeah, the, I mean that's the, the one game I think where all the marbles are on the table. Uh, you know, all the chips are down. Obviously, as a Cowboy fan, I need a win on the road. That hasn't come easy for the Cowboys this year. Ooh, ooh. Granted, it's against Washington, and they got quarterback. Is situation, but you know, it's a division game, you never know what can happen. I need the Cowboys to win that, and then I'm also interested in in seeing what uh the Green Bay Packers do because of I believe if the Green Bay Packers beat the Bears, they will win that division and could be the Cowboys matchup. No, 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 they would, um, the division's already won by Detroit. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, would- I'm sorry, the, the 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 wild card, they would they would take yeah. the, that. They would take that wild card. Yeah, yeah. Lions have won that division. Correct. The wild looking at, at, at the Cowboys, if they're the number two seed, they would be playing the lowest wild card. And that would be Green Bay if they win this week. Right. Green I, think, Bay. I think the Rams are already slotted into that sixth spot. So they would meet Detroit. Man. So it's there is a lot going on. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, these these games are intertwined. It's not just as simple as Miami and Buffalo or Indian Houston, where winner advances. There, there's some, there's some things going on here. 
these games tie together. That's what's going to make this fun, B-Live. What game are you looking forward to the most? Is that the point where I'm getting to you, B-Live? Is that the point where teams need help, teams are rooting for other teams, teams need somebody to win, and teams need somebody to lose? Go ahead, B-Live. Oh, there's all kinds of things that need to happen, with um, especially with the um, AFC North matchup. Um, Houston Indy is definitely going to be huge. And here's the thing. I'm looking at the teams that still mathematically have a chance. Pittsburgh. Hmm. They still have a chance. They do. They need help, but they they, they need, need to take care of, of their help. business. They, the Pittsburgh would need Houston and Indy to tie and for them to win against Baltimore. Like Pittsburgh, had, is uh, that right? They need a tie. Is that is that, is that tie. oh you, no? It's that's gonna happen. You watch, and Baltimore's gonna be sitting there starters. Yeah, I can remember about ten years ago, the Steelers needed like eighteen things to happen on the final day of the season yeah, to get in, that. and they all did. They everything did. So like, you just went ahead and threw a black cat on that for me, and they're gonna have a Saturday Pittsburgh, night tie. Pittsburgh needs Houston <laughs> tie. That all can happen on Saturday. Yeah. Steelers Atlanta, and Ravens are Saturday. Yep. Atlanta Falcons are still in it. Like if the Falcons, Falcons beat New beat New Orleans and Carolina beats Tampa Bay, Atlanta wins the division. Well, that one's clinched for Tampa. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless you throw a drink at somebody and distract them. And uh, care- uh, <laughs> we, 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 we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. We're gonna talk about that. But now the game, the game of the week, clearly all day long, is gonna be Buffalo versus Miami. Yeah, and, that's and, why they push it to the last one of the season. Yeah. And you sprinkle in the Rams versus San Fran, even though they've already clinched. I just feel like Los Angeles could definitely make a statement going into the playoffs by beating San Fran. I think that I wouldn't want to face the Rams right now. That's I would not. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the last teams I want to see right now. And how about and how about the Rams turning it around this season from an abysmal season last year to coming out the gate kind of stumbling and staggering in the earlier part of the season, and then all of a sudden they just said, I, "Yeah, I, I knew I knew there was going to be trouble on um, when Cooper Cup returned with Puka um, Nakua um, um, <laughs> coming back in and having that one two tandem." And then 2-2 uh, uh, at well, it's like, oh, what Ooh. do you? Yeah, an embarrassment of riches. So I, I'm telling you, it's going to, man, I will be glued to the TV all next week, Saturday and Sunday, NFL Week 18. This is what I'm talking about right here. Let's get it. Let's go. You know, I would usually have a problem with being off on Saturday nights, but I don't give a damn anymore. I just don't. Whatever. Whatever. Let me work that morning. Give me. Let me work that morning. Give me the night, and let me go on about my business. Let me watch football. Let me enjoy my life. Let me go to my favorite spot, eat some wings, drink some burst, and be good to go. All right. And that's it for the week. And the week that was in the NFL coming up next. Resolutions. I ain't made any, but the Sports Bros Podcast. We've come up with some resolutions. Before you go into any type of resolutions, what? you you gonna give me my five minutes before we go into resolutions? Because I, I got to talk college football. Oh, you, you gonna let me do that? Can I? Can yeah, I do that? yeah, I'm 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 gonna let you do that, but not with less than one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoom done got us again. We yeah. ain't paying y'all no money, and we ain't got it. And let, until we get some sponsors, we might come. We might come along, but not right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, coming up next, be live.
wants to talk about the state of college football. And then after that, sports resolutions. So right after this, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, we're back at it again right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the almighty B-Live has requested five minutes to talk about the state of college football. And B-Live, your time starts now. Oh, name. You're not off to a good start. You're not off to a good start. Allow, allow, me, allow me to set this up. Scotty D. Stay out it. of this. You got to set this up. You've been thing. waiting for two weeks. If you... Ooh, he's he keeps poking the bear. Let me do let me do this. Four and a half minutes to go. No, I, no, I still got five minutes. I, <laughs> what we're not gonna do is you interrupted me the whole time and then taking my time away. No, you I, have to start in order five, for me to interrupt. I got five freaking minutes when I start. You keep interrupting me. Let me do me. Four so, minutes left. Four minutes let's go. Go. go be live. Go. You knew it was gonna happen. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! College football, name, image, and likeness. The transfer portal, opting out, pros, etc. Bowl season used to be something teams <laughs> took pride in. Mm-hmm. They used to like this is one of those things where this is the this is the last statement you can make. This is the last game as the seniors move on to greet to whatever they decide to go on, whether it be the NFL, their professional careers, et cetera, et cetera. It used to be a sense of pride. Every bowl game has a trophy, has some type of ceremony. I don't feel any type of way about getting eggnog or mayonnaise dumped on top of my head. That's just ridiculous. But Ugh, I didn't like the mayonnaise thing. I don't, nobody likes that. I, um, uh, it's a bad tradition. Horrible. But you can clearly see this year above all of the past years. College, college football is in. Uh, what is that? I got him. I got you muted, Scott. Fix that. Go ahead, be live. <laughs> God, I would keep. He's, all right. We can clearly see that college football is not in a good place. We might have two decent college football playoff semifinal games. Decent. It's actually happening right now, Alabama versus Michigan. Half of the sports world was saying that Alabama didn't deserve to be in and Florida State should have been there. But because... Florida State didn't make it. There was no sense of pride in the program. No sense of, hey, we have one last game to show the world why we should have been in the playoff. The players didn't care. That was a disaster they put up. It was an absolute travesty. <laughs> it's a disaster, man. Oh my goodness. Like you players used to have like that is that's what the transfer portal has done. The transfer portal has said, you know what? It's about me and what I can get out of this. It's about how much NIL money I can get. I, I, I can get. Make money, make money, make money. Yes, 
it's good that you are now able to make money off of your own name. But now that you're using that as a bargaining chip to say like, oh yeah, I won't consider your school unless you can guarantee X amount of dollars through your NIL collectors. That's not how NIL was ever designed to be. You're supposed to be able to make name, make money off of your name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Like you, is this what we're turning into? Florida State had 29 players opt out. Must <laughs> be through the NFL draft, which I can understand that part just a little bit, just a little bit. I still would have wanted to go out with a sense of pride. Now Florida State is the laughing stock of the entire college football world. And it's not only Florida State, but it's also the ACC. Laughing stock. This is the best of the ACC. No, it isn't. And if one more person puts in this stupid little news feed talk about, oh, this is why Florida State didn't deserve to be there. I can't. Woo! You think for one second this is the same Florida State team that was 13-0 that won the ACC championship? It, it isn't. Their, their second string players opted out. <laughs> 29. It's, it's all part of the joke that is, is college football. College football has turned into a complete joke during not only just bowl season anymore. I always thought bowl season was stupid. But it's it's now it's 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 just a business like any other business. I mean, I had I have a friend that went to Dallas to watch Ohio State play, and none of their players played. He flew from Pennsylvania all the way down there to watch those guys score three points. And Marvin Harrison might, might still come back to school. Not only does he not want to hurt get hurt to ruin his pro career, but he's already making money in college. He doesn't want to put himself in a position to get hurt for next season. It's ridiculous. College football is ridiculous at this point. The best game that there's been throughout this um, college bowl season was my game of Clemson versus Kentucky. We got him. Stop it. Stop it. We had a good day. Because Pitt didn't make it to a bowl game. Pitt didn't make it to a bowl game. Another travesty. The game, Coops didn't make it to a bowl game. So me and myself alone represented the Sports Bros podcast in a bowl game for my Clemson Tigers. What a fourth quarter. But that's the sense of pride that you're supposed to have. Clemson had some opt-outs as well. A lot of teams had. But come on, Florida State. Come that, that It was sickening. It was sickening. And um, Kirby Smart said, hey, we're about to make a statement because this is it's, it's BS. It's terrible. They were like, shoot, hey. If they want to opt out, we're going to show NCAA, we're going to show the college football playoff as to why college football is a tragedy. He said it flat out. He said, hey, we're going to show you how bad. Well, what, what, what are you going to do, though? What what can you do? Oh, you, can't a- make, you can't make them play? Here's, okay, so I, I'll tell you this, and I'm, I'm always prepared for this. No, you cannot make them play. But some of the players went to the transfer portal just because of the period that it opened in. First of all, the transfer portal should not open until after all of the games are completed, including the bowl games, including the postseason. That's step one. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think that would be helpful, but I don't. that's not going to stop this because if you already know you're going to do it and it hasn't become official, it's it's still going to happen. Here's, 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 here's the thing. 
be being in a transfer portal, teams still look at what you did the previous to, um the previous game, the previous season, whatever, to see if you're a viable part of their team. And that that last game could mean. I mean, I I just I look at it. Uh, Take, I, just, okay, I, I, I just I don't event. think it's a solvable problem. I just I just don't. No, no. Here's it, the thing. Here's the thing. I agree, I agree with you, but something has to be done. We can't just let it be let it run rampant. Something has to be done. Move, yeah, expand the playoffs. The, that that ain't gonna do it. You know, get so, more kids to play. It'll get here, more to play. Here, here's the thing. You 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 expand it to twelve teams, which you're going to do. Great. Now you're going to have five meaningful games as opposed to three. It's ta da. That solved nothing. Like, well, no, I, it it gets more kids to play in their bowl games. It's, but true, and that's what I'm saying. It's if, yeah, if the play if you expand the that, playoffs, there will be more help. meaningful games. That's what I'm saying. If you if you go to a sixteen teams. There, now you got 16 teams instead of four that are going to have guys playing out, you know, trying to trying to do something in the postseason. But even then, I'm not even convinced that some of those kids won't skip those games if they're worried about it. I mean, what's more meaningful, a big NFL contract or uh, we, we want a playoff game? We, we beat we beat Liberty in the playoffs. I mean, you're, you're, see, I, and I knew you're going to bring up Liberty. I knew you're going to bring up. I knew you was going to do that. And that's why well, that, that was just on the top of my head because Bo Nix actually did play in his bowl game. Right. Yeah, he Oregon. did. He did. The, the, the sense of pride in his thing. No offense to Liberty. They earned the right to be there and they played the game that was put in front of them on the field. They just outmatched. What's, and this is the second part of my rant and my argument. It's a simple fact that now because of NIL and because of the transfer portal, the rich get richer. Your teams like your Liberties. They're, 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 they're falling by the wayside. You know why? Even though they went 13 and 0, they fall by the wayside because they don't have the capita. They don't have the funds for these major NIL collectors. So they're not going to get the transfers. What they're going to get, they're going to get the up and coming high schoolers that can't get the, they can't get the, um, they, they won't get the commitments from the team because they're steadily looking for um, transfers. Tate Rodemaker, for example. You're, he was the heir apparent starter for Florida State. But because of the transfer portal being open earlier and the fact that FSU was still looking for another quarterback, he was like, why am I staying here if my own team is not loyal to me? Mm. He said, well, I'm just going to enter the um, transfer portal because Florida State is clearly looking for the next best thing out of the transfer portal as opposed to looking towards me the player who did they get? They and that happened to DJ Ukulele. DJ DJ comes from <laughs> Clemson to Oregon State to Florida State. And I'm watching Florida State fans right now. Oh, oh man, watch out now. We got DJ. Y'all were talking trash about this dude two years ago when he played for Clemson. <laughs> now he's the next best thing. Make it make sense. He's like the Gardner Minshew of college football. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Unreal. This is sickening what I'm watching right now. Like, yeah, guess what, DJ? You're, <laughs> we're coming for you. We're coming for that ass. Hasn't he Hasn't he been around since, like, the, the late 90s? Oh. How many years out the does this kid have? He's, he's only, he's only this, is, this will be his fourth season. I swear he played four for Clemson. No. Or be like, or be like Stetson Bennett that played like thirteen years, and then, then, yeah. then there was a kid in Miami that played another five, and then the tight end, uh, wherever that tight end went to, he played like fifteen years, and 
Yeah, I got these extra COVID years in. So. COVID years yeah. thrown in there. It's 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 a mess. And the fact that Florida State didn't, they were like, uh, Tate Rotomaker, sorry, bro, we're not committed to you. He said, well, then why would I show up for the game? This is what the college football landscape has turned into. And that's why everything's already, it's, everybody that was talking trash about Davo Swinney and how he approached NIL and the transfer portal, now they're looking back like, maybe he was right. Florida State's going to find out real quick how this um they, they found out just now the transfer portal. They brought in all these guys. They go, oh man, look at all this talent we're bringing in that has zero. They have not the slightest bit of loyalty to that brand that's on their jersey. Oh, they, there's no loyalty. The only, only brand that they care about is what's on the back of the jersey, their name. That's it. Then it's terrible. And that's this is what the college football landscape is. I'm gonna say this again loud and proud. Every single one of y'all out there talking about this one Florida State shouldn't have been in the playoff. Shut what I call the hell up. All the way. Because that's that that's not how any of this works. Those transfer players did what they could and did all this, and then realized that oh, we're not playing for a championship anymore. Oh, I'm out. Yeah. It's yeah. too bad. It's it's turning into the bowl game is starting to turn into like Basically, an audition for next season. Yeah. LSU had the had a quarterback win the Heisman Trophy, and yet he didn't play. And they might have found their quarterback of the future. They beat Wisconsin thirty five thirty one on New Year's Day with a young man named Garrett Nussmeyer who threw for like three hundred yards, whatever. Well, they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves because they already got a game of experience in a in a big game coming in next year. So it's just it's it's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the game that. Wraps up your career if you're a senior and wraps up the season. And yes, we were able to win a boy, and nobody cares anymore. It's just, it just nobody cares. I d- and I don't, and I just don't know how the, that gets solved. And I don't, I just don't think it can. I just, the, the it's the evolving playoffs, into something else. I'm, I'm all, I'm all, I, I was, I'm all for the players getting paid, but it's kind of like the, the, the water right now in college football is murky, real murky, muddy dirty and nasty it went from from pride and prestige the paychecks and 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 endorsement deals i mean i get it name image and likeness and the, I, and i ain't gonna lie to you i i am not a fan of the transfer portal i i'm, I'm just not because like you said <clears throat> it's free agency it literally like, like if you're gonna do it do it at the end of the year do it at the end of the year yeah, and I then bowl games. after and the bowl games yeah it's one of those things where there should there has to be some type of check and balance when it comes yeah. to the transfer report. Has to be something at the, or out the out or whatever it is. Put them on a year waiting list. Something. something. Yeah. I mean, if if you have to sit out an entire year, you might be more inclined to say, "Well, I'm going to stay here for another year and try to finish finish stronger where I'm at." So, like, like the, that, that's how the old rule was. Okay, if you transfer, you got to sit out a year. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just it's it's free agency. It's a free for all. So. Oh well, it's too bad. I mean, it's it's this is really nothing you can do about it. All right, be live. You uh, you got anything to say before we move on to the next segment of the show? The last little bit I'm going to say when it comes to the expansion of the playoffs, you're going to unfortunately end up because of the landscape, because of the top heavy, the rich getting richer. You're going to have more now. You're going to have playoff games like Liberty, Oregon. That's a playoff game next year. Liberty, Oregon, that's a playoff game next year. 
Just to, let, just to show you, you want to expand? Liberty's 23. I don't know if they're getting into the top oh, 12. Liberty, Liberty would be in the playoff because they're the top group of five team. Just like just like it is now. They would be in the playoff. They'd be the 12th seed. They would go against the number five team, which essentially you're going to get pretty much the same score. And I can tell you right now, five against 12, six against 11, seven versus 10, that that includes your um, old misses and boys tennis. state. Oh no, boys of state, they're, they're not in it. They're, they've, oh, that's right. the side. They're, they're, we had a really good game 21 against 17. Tennessee and Iowa had a nail biter 35 nothing. And, and <laughs> that shoot out of a the first round of the playoffs the what the one you may get one good game out of those four and then from there i mean it's you, it's still gonna be top heavy one like michigan is would michigan would beat the brakes off of anybody outside of like seven seven eight nine ten they just beat number it's yeah that's the reason why i didn't want the expansion but now because of players opting out, now I want the expansion of the playoffs because it makes those games meaningful, which I thought just the pride. That, that's what hurts me the most about college football is the very arguments I made for college football went out of the way, just left. Yeah. It's over. It's over. The pride of, is, is gone. There's no such thing. There's no loyalty anymore. It's a, it's a business. It is a business. All right, so with that being said, let's go ahead and move right along to our next topic. But before we do that, let's give a shout-out to Miss Button. All right, let's give a shout-out to Miss Button. She is the voice that leads us into the choices of the voices. What's the update on Miss Button? She gave birth to a baby? Yeah, she, she just had a baby, a young, a, a young baby boy named Kane. And... Uh... Congratulations to her. From what I understand, all is all is well. So, she basically expand expansion into the sports bros family. We're talking about expansion, but um, but yeah, but she introduces the choices of voices, and we now we can transition. We're not going to do the choices of voices this week, Eddie. We're not going to do that. I, I'm do, I am going to give the question though that we asked last week, and we'll and it kind of goes hand in hand what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and that is college bowls. So next week we'll talk. We'll ask you. What is your favorite game that you saw this year? Or what game did you you like the best? What was the best game? You can go to any bowls. I mean, maybe the 68 Ventures Bowl where South Alabama um, took on Eastern Michigan in that 59 to 10 tilt. Maybe that was your pleasure. Or if you liked liked the avocados from Mexico, Cure Bowl, which has a big following, which App State. Grinded out a 13-9 win over Miami of Ohio. You know, lots of lots of good ones to choose from. It's and, gotta, uh, they, they named a bowl after you. What? The Scooters Coffee Frisco <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> University of Texas San Antonio versus Marshall. The Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Yes. <laughs> so many good ones to choose from. All right. That, so, Eddie Cole will give us something to talk about next week. All right. Let's go ahead and... Put in a new section, uh, segment to the show. <clears throat> Sports New Year's resolutions. First of all, shout out to Scotty D because sometimes I don't have all the ideas. B-Live doesn't have all the ideas. And then Scott out of nowhere pulls it out of nowhere. So, Scotty D, 
break down, like t- tell the listeners what they're about to witness or listen or hear or see when it comes to sports and New Year's resolution. Well, you, you know, with New Year's coming on, I thought it'd be nice if we could all reach out to some of the pro athletes and ask them what their New Year's resolutions were. And I got a couple of them back. And I understand you guys got a couple back. These are actual answers from the world of sports of the New Year's resolutions coming up for 2024. Eddie, cool. All right. So you want to hear? You want to hear my first one? Yes. Go first, Scotty D. Okay. So I reached out and I got a response from Draymond Green. Oh boy! And he didn't punch you. It, it, he no. Actually, his New Year's resolution is to be a better teammate, work harder in practice, and continue to try to make the world a better place because no one is nicer than me. Oh, that's a Aww. Draymond. You know, he, he had a little time to to reflect after his latest suspension because he can't lay his hands off the other team with chokeholds and spinning back fists. He, he has a main spinning back fist. He has a future in MMA. <laughs> All right, so I had a chance to reach out to former Carolina Panthers, former Rams, former Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, and he says, I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing down here in Tampa Bay and bring it into next year because – He's been under the radar, relatively quiet, and he's passed for damn near close to 4,000 yards with 28 touchdowns and 10 interceptions with a 95% quarterback rating. So uh, Baker Mayfield says, I'm not worried about feeling dangerous. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Be live. Who do you talk to? Man, I reached all the way out to the West Coast for this one. University of Southern California's very own Ronnie James. And he had a resolution for 2020. Oh, Bernie James. Okay. Very good. He said what he's going to do for 2024. He says he's going to stay in school. He's not going to let his dad hype him up and have him come to the NBA too early because he realized that he's only averaging seven points a game in college. (laughs) And that might not make it in the pros. So he's going to get his health up. He did have a health scare. Mm -hmm. He's going to take it slow. And Bronny James is going to be his own man. So I applaud him for that. I, That's I, nice. That's a nice resolution for, for Bronny James. Hope he holds on to that. All right, Scott, well, who, I, I got one. Uh, I got a reaction from Conor McGregor, who said he's going to try to make himself relevant this year, not by fighting, but by trash talking on Twitter and making commercials. Oh, man, that would be a great one. Connor, fight already, would you? <laughs> now, he says he's going to fight this summer against Michael Chandler. He came out with that yesterday. I don't know if that's true. We've been waiting to hear. If if you're not going to fight, just just retire and be done with it. We're sick of that game with Connor McGregor. Anyway, uh, that uh, good luck with that resolution, Connor. Eddie Cole, who, who else did you talk to? All right, so despite a tumultuous season and his ability uh, to not catch the ball, I got an email from Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh, and he, and he just said, first of all, he said, F you, Eddie Cool. And then second <laughs> of all, he says, I'm going to work on catching the ball. Hmm. Because there's no way I can have two quarterbacks of Hall of Fame caliber, such as Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and I can't catch the dang ball. Ah, that's so good. It, that's so, a good one. So MVS, I believe in you. Make it happen. Your ass won't be on my fancy team no that much. Be like we got. Oh, didn't didn't you also talk to Kadarius Tony about he's gonna say he's gonna line up, he's gonna line up on the right side of the ball this time? He said that right. I don't want to talk to him because he got the block hot right now. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to him right now. He got the whole block hot. All the referees are like, Yeah, who you got, be live? Oh man, I just it's not 
every day that an entire franchise reaches out to you. Oh, interesting. Detroit basketball to me. They're in a much better mood because they ended that atrocious 28 game losing streak. And you know what they told me? They told me that in 2024, they're going to win seven more games. So they don't have the worst team in NBA history. So they seven more wins. They got three. They need seven more. So they, um, so they don't end up being the worst team in NBA history. That goes courtesy of, I believe it's the Philadelphia 76. Yes. 73. Scotty D, anyone else reach out to you? Yeah, actually, uh, well, I reached out to Shohei Otani, and I said, what is your New Year's resolution? And he said, what? And I said, what? Uh, I, I said, your New Year's resolution, what do you want to do this year? He said, what? what? And I said, uh, can I borrow a couple of dollars? He said, what? So what? the language barrier was there, so it, it didn't work out. So I actually did get a response back from U.S. sprinter Shikari Richardson, and her New Year's resolution this year is to win the Olympic gold in the 100 meters the four by 100 meter relay and a silver in the 200 and then get stoned to the bejesus when it's all over this year after leaving Paris, That's a good idea. This time smoke your pot after the Olympics, not before. So congratulations on that new year's resolution. I hope, hope to see you in Paris in July. Wait until you get back over to the States. You don't want to. (laughs) Yes. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want to do that international travel. Sorry. Bad idea, ladies, lady just, athletes. Just, just um, if you're traveling, just make sure on the East Coast you go to New York. If you're gonna venture out this way, go to Ohio or Michigan, and then work your way back to Texas. All right, all right. So the last group of people I talk to are the part-time referees of the National Football League. Um. Who who are uh, one guy? He's an accountant and real estate agent during the day, and on the weekends, he is a referee. He told me he said, "You know what, Eddie? I'm sick of this. I don't get paid enough money to be ridiculed and, <laughs> and, and be, be ridiculed and have trash talked about me and have death threats sitting in my house." He said, "Matter of fact, I got an idea for the NFL: hire some full time referees so they can focus on referee abilities and referee stuff only, not no doggone." He said a big word here. Not no dad gum uh, part-time officiating. Because if you pay me part-time, you don't get part-time results part-time results. Be live what you got. That now, means they could maybe go to the to the uh the, the, the new merged football league and, and work on their craft there. So, anyway. they, they get paid two hundred thousand dollars. The reason why they do other things is because they have other t- they have time. But yeah. This, this this was unreal. This is not every day that I get to talk to a billionaire, a multi-billionaire. Wow. But, man, he has a resolution on top of a resolution, and I hope he stands to it. David Tepper oh. out to me, and he said in 2024, he's not going to trade away any more good players. And he also said that he, well, he also said, that he's not going to throw any more drinks <laughs> on opposing fans. David Tepper, man, how just how you 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 threw a drink? On, oh, <laughs> you were in Jacksonville. I would almost understand that if you were in, at your own stadium in Charlotte, you're at their stadium. Can't be throwing. Oh my lord, David Tepper, I, man, you know what? NFL, Roger Goodell. I think this is about that time. 
You already forced Jerry Richardson out of his seat. That he's got to go. He's got to go. I don't believe in his resolution. He's gonna do something else stupid. But my, let me let me just bring it back because we got we got one more segment. Uh, we all right. I'm good. I applaud his passion for throwing the drink. <laughs> I understand you're pissed, David Temple, but damn, son. Oh. That was a very funny, that was a very fun uh, thing, guys. We had a chance to talk to people in the sports world in the New Year's resolutions. As you said, Choices of the Voices is coming back next week. But coming up next, we got a round of pepper right here. Stick, stay. Don't you dare go away. Sports Bros Podcast. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard the woman's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, man, you know how we do it, man. We're a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, connoisseur to not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain the four E's in no particular order. And from a historical standpoint, I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1922, the eighth edition of the Rose Bowl, California ties Washington Jefferson College, zero, zero. No one was scoring. I didn't even think they were throwing a ball back then. But I know for certain they were wearing leather helmets. Over to you, Scotty D. <laughs> All right. So this past Saturday night or Sunday, whenever the heck that game was, the Cow- Saturday, the Cowboys and Lions, I cried at halftime because Jimmy Johnson finally got his rightful place in the Cowboys ring of honor. And for me, this was actually almost – as much, if not more meaningful than Jimmy getting the call to the Hall of Fame because this is a cowboy thing and he belonged there. And Jerry Jones finally put his ego aside and it was worth it to hear Jimmy Johnson surrounded by the triplets saying, how about them Cowboys? Great moment for me as a cowboy fan on Saturday night. Be live over to you. All right. PGA Tour is if they trying to put something together, bring more money to the world of golf. <laughs> they've already, they're sitting negotiations with the PIF, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. They're also now reaching out to and close to finalizing a deal with Strategic Sports Group, SSG. It's a consortium of billionaire team owners. They include Tom Warner and John Henry of the Boston Red Sox, Arthur Blank of the Atlanta Falcons, and Wick Roosbeck of the Boston Celtics. And that they're trying to create a new group, a for-profit group, PGA Tour Enterprises. Monaghan, Let's see how you can mess this up. Eddie Cool, the ball. Oh, boy, you wild, Pete. I said, watch how they can mess this up. Don't know if you were paying attention, but a while back, the USAFL and the XFL said, you know what? Our powers combined. Let's become an ultimate mega semi-pro league. With that being said, on this day, January 1st, 2024, a press release, as you can see, was released. And there's a new name because the leagues have merged together, and it is now known as the United Football League. All right, so the United Football League reveals team markets and head coaches for the 2024 season. Um, season tickets for all eight markets are available for purchase, and the league will be divided into two conferences, the USFL and the XFL. And the USFL, they include Uncle Max's Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Roughnecks, the Memphis Showboats, and the Michigan Panthers. In the XFL conference, the Arlington Renegades, the D.C. Defenders, the San Antonio Brahmas and the league favorite, the San Antonio, I mean, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Season kicks off March 2024. Oh, do you, Scotty D? 
I'm glad they combined. That gives me the opportunity to ignore one league instead of having to I spread my time I, igno- ignoring two different leagues. I knew that was All right, so um, Mike Tomlin just got a win on Saturday. He's going to get another 17th season in a row with a win. This is going to be interesting because a few weeks ago we thought he was headed out of town. Now there are talks that he might be getting a contract extension. And there's a quarterback controversy with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett of Bruin. Pickett not playing this week. We'll see what's going on with the Steelers coming up in this offseason. Be live. Over to you. All right. On the wake of DJU signing with Florida State, transferring to Florida State, the reason why is because Florida State was actually looking for another quarterback from Wazoo, Washington State University's Cam Ward. He says, forget college. I'm going to the pros. I know you want me. Can't have me. I'm trying to get that big money. Eddie Cool, the ball. He said, nan-nana, boo-boo. All right. So this Sunday, I did it again. For the second time in two years, I won a fantasy football league, which means in this fantasy football league, involving some of my coworkers, there's a belt. I can't wait to get that money, and I can't wait to get that belt. Over to you, Scotty D. Tentative plan in 2024 for Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather to fight in a exhibition fight in Japan. I'll pass. I'll take Jake Paul any day. Be live. Finish this up. All right, all the moving and shaking and the billion dollars that are being spent over in L.A. The Braves are still trying to make moves, you know what I'm saying, bringing in Chris Sale from the Boston Red Sox to complete our pitching rotation. Watch out, world. The Braves are still going to be the favorites to win the World Series. Got to go. Bringing in 2024. Fear the shop. Fear the <laughs> Oh, and in closing, for the first time in 2024, do something nice for yourself and do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden, and never give up your dreams. There's been another episode of the Sports Bowls Podcast. We love you, we miss you, and we're back. Be live. Get us out of here. Alabama 7, Michigan 0. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Just click the link in the description box and keep up with the Sports Rolls Podcast. And once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>